Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoilers, obviously. Spoilers, obviously. I am your host, Joel, and with us, Moses Moon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoilers, obviously. Welcome to Obviously Spoilers. Ah. In today's episode, we will be discussing the permutations of delinquent young rabbits. <laughs> okay, delinquent young rabbits. Let's let's it's go. It's a metaphor. That. It's a metaphor. Well, should I get the metaphor? Because I, I don't know. No, no, it's okay. No, it's, <laughs> I, I was I was choosing word babble, and then I was using word association to make it viable as a proper uh, segue. <laughs> well, now I kind of leave, feel left out. No, no, don't worry. I mean, <laughs> technically, the permutations of delinquent rabbits, we could take Ellie and her best friend, as we see in episode six of The Last of Us, as these rabbits, as rabbits are known to be horny little creatures mm. that, you know, whatever. But they're permutated because, in this case, they're gay. And then, and then, and then they get bitten. <laughs> okay that's our show everyone thank you so much for coming out yeah anyways yeah so today we are going to talk about uh the last of us season one episode seven episode seven yeah i dropped a pen <laughs> sorry anyways, for noises. Nah, yes, continue. It's, it's all good so in this episode it's a flashback episode just like i said yeah. on the last ep- podcast episode this is a mm-hmm. DLC episode about, uh, you know, Ellie. We get more information about Ellie. Like, it, it's about time because, you know, this entire season, you've, like, kind of hinted a little bit, like, here's a little information about her. It's like, but we don't really know anything about her. Like, we start the game with Joel, how on the day everything happened. So we know his story from the beginning, what mm-hmm. actually matters. With her, we know nothing. She was born after the pandemic, after all of this. Like, yes. during, like during the pandemic, to be more accurate. So we know, we just, honestly, nothing about her. So mm. it's nice. It's nice they gave us an episode dedicated just just on her and uh, her background. Um, you just saw the episode. so I did. Well, what do you think? Oh, well, I have an issue with Hollywood. And I, like, look, I don't have an issue per se. Again, it's all about story, but when every story, when all you can choose between a dynamic of people is a romantic interest, I don't care about sexual orientation, like, as long as it fits the story. But that's basically of the two side main episodes, we got two love stories that were were like, okay, fine. But I just don't think Hollywood knows how to do friendships anymore. And friendships are really powerful, really inspiring. You know, even nowadays, people are questioning Frodo and Sam's, you know, sexual orientation. It's like, no, that's not that's not the point. And it's like, it doesn't need to be put that way. So on one hand, I'm really furious at this episode because that's the direction they chose. And it's the direction they always choose. And it's really annoying because it just feels like a trope. And it doesn't feel special or meaningful. However, on the other side, this episode was really decent. It built a lot of things where like, there's a lot of 
uh, subtext and, you know, context brought in to Ellie's character, especially things that she's been dropping and like understanding the behind the scenes of it. We don't fully get to figure out what happens at the at the end, precisely the transition between the end of the episode to where we find her in the first place, which I think is an interesting, I don't know, little detail, but that they chose to leave out, which we'll either see later on or soon, um, or that in particular to the story in and of itself, that wasn't the point, which it wasn't. So we find uh, Ellie taking care of Joel. He's just been stabbed by a broken baseball bat they find a house a couple miles up and they hide in and it's uh, Ellie is trying to find her resolve. Joel's telling her to go leave him, go find Tommy, complete the mission or, you know, just leave him to die basically. And she runs upstairs to do something. She pauses and she has this flashback. Flashback is her days in the academy. She's unruly. One of her best friends left her. She's either dead or whatever. Um, She's just gone. And so she's been left all alone. She's doing PT with the other kids from this academy program from FEDRA. And she gets picked on and she turns up the heat and, you know, she's unruly and undisciplined and violent. And so she has a good talking to by one of the, I guess, teachers at the academy or the principal kind of figure. And he gives her like this straight on, like, hey, you can either a shit job and be uh you know picked on by the people you've been picked on or you can straighten up and actually have some discipline and get to boss around the people who have been bullying you and from their perspective it's interesting to look at a cleaner or more moral side of fedra out within its inner context without the uh blemishes of the external world and its fascist uh ideals. And I think it's really interesting. It's really nice when programs make strong arguments within different contexts of different social structures or political views or whatever, when they're opposing each other and you get good dialogue. So I thought that scene was particularly well-written. Um, and so she's like, okay, I'm going to straighten up. And she goes to sleep that night. And while she's, uh, you know, sleeping her friend who has been gone all, all this time comes back uh, and surprises her. And uh, the funny little moment, she covers her mouth and like, she's, uh, Ellie's ready to kill. She's like, what the fuck is going on? And pulls out a knife and we're established. We meet, uh, what's her name? What's her, do you remember her name? Her friend's name? Um... Yeah. No, I don't remember her name. Yeah, it's just not really clicking. Anyway, so we meet And her. it has nothing to do with the fact that she's black. I just don't remember. <laughs> she is black. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I guess it wasn't that strong, but it, it's also almost irrelevant. Uh, so apparently they're best friends and, um, and she's like, I've joined the Fireflies. So that's like a striking, like, oh my gosh, like, why are you kidding me? This must be a joke. Um, and then she's like, okay, you're going to say, you're going to come with me. You're going to, I'm going to take you to a place. You're going to say no at first, but then you're going to say yes. Uh, so she tells her like, I'm a firefly and I'm going to, I'm going to take you out somewhere. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll go. 
So they start, they sneak out, they avoid some detection, they climb to the roofs, they do some roof hopping, and then they go to the mall, which has been, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, barricaded and blocked off because there's infected inside. Or is there? Um, so her friend takes her inside and they go in and she turns on the power and then bam, there you go. It's the mall is fully activated and there are no infected inside. And so they start having mayhem and having fun and going around. Ellie experiences an escalator. She sees a lingerie shop. They make some comments about it. And I'm going to pause because there's people passing me. Okay, so I, I'm going to comment on what, what you've said so far. So about the fact that Ellie, you know, being a lesbian and I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, it's like, oh, Hollywood is like trying to push it and all that. It's the only narrative there is. I understand it's not far from the game. However, in, in the game, the thing is, in the game, she is a lesbian. Yeah. In the game itself. So it's like they're not going off you know because oh lgbtq a woke thing it's not because of that it's because in the game she is gay you know so it's like okay so you stay true to the material um also i think in episode one or two i, I maybe even two before tess dies you know they want to find out more information about ellie's and they at some point they ask her like how old are you do you have a, any parents do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend do you have a boyfriend it's like, ew, no, it's like a girlfriend and she doesn't answer. So it's like, also then they kind of hinted to she is, you know, gay. True. She's, le she's lesbian. No, I, I admit that it stays lore centric. However, I do have some argumentation against why that may not necessarily have been a thing. Because first of all, we're in a world without, we're in a post-apocalyptic world without media influence. We're also in a post-apocalyptic world that was, circa 2003 Three. which was pretty tame from any perspectives or explorations of you know per particular social structures or romantic or uh sexual orientedness right and so the people they're going after creating these societies basically uh, I mean, it could be argued, yeah, it's the end of the world and no one cares or you get with who you want, but at the, also at the same time, like it also doesn't serve a practical function and or so societies within the, the little cultures would necessarily want to potentially reproduce due to certain like needs one way or another. So because the predominance would probably, like I don't know how how strong these relationships would necessarily be promoted um, to, to have them have this inkling towards romance, like at least finding her romance at her age, you know, as opposed to just having a dear friend or someone who it may, may not know if, you know, because most people are questioning at that age. And she was, she's like 14, 15. She, yeah, she's supposed to be 14, 15. Yeah. Right. I, I've never like, if I were to rewind 10 years ago, mine and like, like I don't remember 
high school kids talking like that until maybe this more or less five years ago because of the push uh, of all this stuff. So, um, which I'm, you know, again, like people can find and self-explore and all that. And I think that's great. But at the same time, you have to admit the, the more, like if we were to rewind time, the being teen, teenagers and whatnot, and even remembering when I was a teenager, like talking about sexual identity and or who we like or what we like wasn't so prominent in in that time. Like I was born in 91. My my teens were, you know, uh, early 2000s. So uh, like, I don't remember. Like, I'm not just saying that's a, like, it's a nitpick, to be honest. I'm just saying, like, of all the stories that they're always told, it's kind of like, it's just irritating. Uh, and, but again, I'm not, it's a nitpick compared to the story being told, because that's not really the point. And also, nonetheless, it's meaningful and impactful in the overall story, because this is where she finds her drive. And there's a beauty to it that I, I can appreciate. Uh, and I'm not like trying to be this old crusty man. Like, again, they're good stories told oh, and it doesn't matter the orientation. It's just, if this is the second time this is, <laughs> this is played, you know, like right, right here. And it's like, hmm, okay. Again, it wasn't that strong because they're quote unquote minors, but still it was like, all right, all right. Um, shall I continue with the... Well, whatever you want. Like I... Like if you want to continue, I don't, continue. I, don't, I, I don't have any particular like more things to add on to that. Like I understand okay. that it's game accurate, and I, I again, when something is respectful of the source material, I respect that. Mm -hmm. So okay, so on that topic, this is like my point of view. When it comes to source material, they did a perfect job. You know exactly like the game, so I had no problem with that. Um, how did I feel personally to see as like the actress is 19 in real life, 19 or 20. So it's like, okay to see her act sexually. Like there was not a lot of, but she was like, you know, it's not sexually, but you know, kissing a girl. It's, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but to see or see someone who's portraying like 14 or 15, I felt uncomfortable with it. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, but now she's like looking at lingerie and she's imagining it. So it's like you kind of put, putting that image in my head of me imagining her and like that. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I, I felt uncomfortable with it. And like I understand like nowadays and like in, in, in general, like young women are exploring these themes and ideals in their minds and with their friends. But I, do, I almost don't feel like it's realistic to this world because, again, they make a point of like, why would somebody want to wear that? Or why would somebody like, they, there's several times when several shops have been seen or things and mm. these younger individuals have always been like, eh, I don't get it. So to me, someone seeing something uninteresting, they like technically wouldn't make a comment of maybe a passing glance or like a, a curious look, but not necessarily full dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. But like over here, they have they're all alone, so they're talking with each other. It's not like no one would comment, like, "Oh my God, look at that big sex doll in a you know mall." Like, look at that, you know, go to a sex store. It's like, look at that huge dildo I use. I hope I I will be you know using that tonight. Like, no one will comment that in what like nowadays. But when you're all alone, so like, yeah, sure, why not? 
No, but like my my also my thought process, like yes, you have two thousand three back then, no one did. But at the same time, this is twenty years later. And twenty years later, but without the progression of social media, and, exactly and these but types he, of things. He, here's the more the more interesting part: the the in our real world, there have been multiple experiments on animals, and they saw what happened, and they put. A lot of male animals, uh, like rats, like let's say 100 rats, 100 male rats in a room. See what happened. At some point, the rats started fucking each other after X amount of weeks. And they noticed, okay, there's too much. They started to fuck each other. Let's reduce, let's reduce, let's reduce. And they notice, like once it's overpopulated, they you'll just go and start fuck everything, mm. you know? So if you go to this post-apocalyptic world, the human race went down. Everything went so the more you know, gay, lesbian, and all that is actually should reduce as well. So, like again, this is not the main focus of the episode, but to make it more realistic to you know the real world, to have a lot of characters who are you know gay or lesbian is not realistic when the population has been reduced by a lot compared yeah, it's, to it's when, the when you come social need of like okay like reproduction and keeping human humanitarian humanity humanity's numbers uh exactly. it's a it's a practical thing I, I i i'm not quite sure about the literature on this and again like but like if you were to look back rewind 100 years or something like the 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 concept or the reason why like uh, gays in particular would be let's say ostracized is because it was outside the practical norm because people were barely surviving so to be to have such quote-unquote desires would not necessarily be you know maybe people were that but they just didn't think about those things because again their structure was like okay we need to have a family we need to carry on the name we need to do all these things and so the luxury of the first world nowadays didn't exist back then. I mean, these are all interesting, let's say, anthropological and historical contextual slash, uh, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's some some good, like, solid uh, research into this. But again, like, it, it does, there seems to be a place where, like, one, that type of, let's say, our worldview is inferred on such a dynamic or or uh, let's say stressed world it, where it almost seems impractical or so, because it's so strange, it seems like, okay, uh, okay, it's, it's, it, sure it could exist, but it's like, it's, it's, we're very heavily focusing on it. Um, and again, that's not my issue with the show. It's just, I think thematically and certain other things, uh, some of the goals or, messages they could get across without some of these things but again it's it's not again it doesn't derive uh, deter from the value of the story per se because mm -hmm. again this isn't about them this is about ellie's inner core strength which we are getting to do you remember where we left off and where we're at in the episode yeah so they are in the, you know the mall they you know see the lingerie they're you know walking and you know just talking with each other and then they go to like the arcade 
or mm -hmm. they take or they even take they go to the photo booth they take a few pictures mm -hmm. with each other throughout the entire time we see ellie kind of like wanting to make a move but she doesn't know how or if she should yeah and, lots of sexual tension <laughs> yeah exactly and again it, it felt weird because again she is supposed to be 14 or 15 so it's like ah, i'm uncomfortable if watching this but i guess i have to <laughs> i guess it's realistic people have feelings yeah yeah um so yeah they, they just have fun and then they go to the arcade and over there they play mortal Kombat, which was Hell yeah a funny uh, little a throwback i think to episode two mm -hmm. to when uh, joel and ellie walk and they see a uh, an arcade a game they they see a mortal Kombat, and ellie says like i i know my friend told me you know something like this and like that's where she has that information from that specific night. So it's a, a nice little uh, throwback. Yeah, no, it's like I said earlier, like this whole episode brings the underlying context of what Ellie has been dropping all throughout the season. So it's been, it's very interesting to, uh, to watch this episode, seeing her character fleshed out a little more. Yeah. During their time in the arcade, though, the noise they make wakes up and an infected that has been cooing in the back behind some counter for a while. So there's some suspense there. Yeah, I, I I was hoping for him to, during that entire noise, for him to jump. Like, how will you escape this? You're so into the game, you won't hear him coming. So it's like, Correct. Oh, fuck. But no, he came much, yeah. much later. <laughs> I also thought there would be much more because as, as we progress the episode, they have a have a bit of a tiff because this girl is leaving. She's, mm -hmm. you know, she's basically arranged this date night. Uh, and there's this continual back and forth between of not just sexual tension, but also like political ideologies uh, taking clashes at each other between the anarchist and the fascist. And, uh, you know, she, Ellie seems that this girl has been here this whole time making pipe bombs and things like that. So this pisses her off. and. Uh, you know, uh, she's basically feel like this girl's been trying to recruit her, but at the same time, not really, because she's just saying goodbye. She's moving to we're somewhere far away, and um, and and so she she leaves, and then she says "fuck it" and turns around on her heels and comes back because she's like, "Yeah, fine." Like, and I this I missed. I mean, I just watched it, but it's like, did she want? to go with her or did she want her to stay with her and she said okay so there's this confusion conflicting messaging of like what their plans were <laughs> yeah so i'm not i'm not quite sure what the result was like did, was the girl who was going to leave going to stay now or were they going to just live together or were they just going to go together or did or or is she going back to fedra or like is, there's a lot of conflicting things that they didn't really actually tie up because at that point um, we get a, a bit of a fake out so that we hear a screaming a scream and Ellie runs and they find a Halloween shop. Now I thought that the pop-up monster that uh, because it's triggered by a motion sensor, I thought that was like, oh, the uh, infected had walked by it or something like that's where I thought that was going. Uh, and then we find out that like this girl is being munched on by a bunch of others and Ellie has them hightail it or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Uh, but no, it's just it was just her. So they have a further talk and decide that they love each other and they're dancing and Ellie's being pulled out of her uncomfort zone or into out of her comfort zone and you know, which is you know, the experiencing life. And just right after, pretty much right after a uh, quick little kiss and a, and a proclamation of like, we'll figure things out. Uh, the infected runs in, the girl shoots the infected. They have a hard time fending it off. By the time Ellie kills it, they realize both of them have been bitten. And then this is the point of the episode. The point of the episode is what do we do? Girls says that we could off each other or kill ourselves and that would be that. Or we could go for option two, which is just fight it out, just keep going no matter what. And uh, that is, those are the words that are solidified and deep in the core essence of who Ellie is in the show. As we cut back and Ellie in a determined rush starts searching the entire house where she has Joel kept and tries to find something to, uh, I don't know, something that would help and she ends up stumbling upon a needle and thread the magic needle and thread which will close all the internal bleeding on the inside because she just <laughs> decides to stitch a, a surface wound as opposed to going deep inside so yeah well, she, she super sanitary know. yeah she, she does super know. sanitary yeah yeah so so <laughs> yeah. he so here's my theory about that specific ending so mm. I, I assume we can agree they decided to wait it off and see what happens, basically to turn into a cordyceps zombie. Yep. But also, Ellie did tell Joel it's not her first time killing someone. Yeah, I think so, she kills uh, her friend, this girl. Yeah, I'm not. I thought they were going to do it then and there because that's two for one. She's killed an infected, and then she's like, okay, they agreed to kill each other, and so out of love she kills her but then she doesn't have the guts to kill her herself mm -hmm. and then somehow the leader of the fireflies finds her and then recruits her yeah i i was kind of bummed they didn't show that to us like okay what well, what happens next like how did ellie find that uh, the fireflies like how did they find her like what what happened like i assume they both waited waited out to see what mm -hmm. happens and once uh, her friend turned, she, you know, Ellie decided, no, fuck this. I don't, I don't want to turn. So I'll just kill her. And she, she kills her and she runs mm -hmm. away. She runs away out of the mall. Then she stumbles to the fireflies. And then she, you know, realized like I should have been turned by now, but nothing has happened. And obviously they, they tie her up and they put her in that room where we see, meet her for the first time. So well, that, with your type of reaction, it, it tells me that this isn't addressed in episode eight. Uh, no, th this this is a, a flashback episode. This, like, okay, so we have episode six, how Joel is injured. Episode eight, yep. the, the beginning and the ending. Episode, uh, no, sorry, episode six, we have Joel get, gets injured. Episode seven, the beginning and ending, focuses on Ellie trying to help him. Yeah. And episode eight, she is still trying to help him, but she is she stumbled upon a, a little trouble. Yeah. And the entire episode is just, oh my God, what the fuck? Holy shit. It, it is mm. one of it is one of those episodes. 
I just I, started watching it. I'm like, is this is there gonna be cannibalism? Is there gonna be weirdness? Like, I don't it, know. It, it's it's a great great episode. Really, it's like again for me, um, it, it's it's one of the best, one of the best episodes. Um, they did an absolute amazing job. I, I I'm getting you know I'm gonna say it now. Mm. Towards the end, I started to tear up. I wanted to save it to the next episode whenever we talk about episode eight. But yeah, towards, towards the episode of episode eight, I started to tear up. So, nice. All right. Emotional stakes raised for me. Thank you. Emotional damage. <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, um, again, Overall, I am loving this show. The like I said last episode, the only problem I have is like not enough zombies. I get it for this episode, one zombie, um, because it's a flashback episode. But for the general, you know, storyline, I am watching the game. Not enough zombies in the show. There's like not enough. But still, great show, great storyline, true to the actual uh, lore, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, obviously, those zombies are, you know, hardcore on the budget, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. That's what I thought, because they were saying, oh, the mall is infected. And it's not. And she's been staying there for a few days. I thought now that Mr. Cordyceps, because again, like those pools are the 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 sentinel kind of things. I thought he was a sentinel, like what we saw in the first one. Mm-hmm first or second episode uh where like it triggers a whole bunch of them to come i was like that would make sense you know yeah so i thought that would have been cool because then ellie would just basically would have to like hightail book it and then there's no way she would go back to fedra and then you know one way or another but yeah it was a good episode it was decent um uh as a flashback episode also versus like also just like the progression of the story um because again nothing happens in the overall story we this the interest the intrigue of who ellie is that holds the captivation for this episode but um it's interesting i'm looking forward to seeing the next episode so that i can kind of see like okay what do they have to work with script wise and what were they trying to convey or what you know how far did they want to get because ESC episode eight is the is the last episode, correct? No, episode nine. Oh wow. Okay, cool, cool. So all right. So we got some some uh <laughs> we got some time. Yeah, we, we, we got some time. On one hand, like, okay, we got some time. Uh, you know, last week, last week, next week is the last episode. And um, but at the same time, it's like I want it to be ten episodes. Like I are you I can't like I don't feel like you told us the entire story yet. Like I, like if I'm not mistaken, episode nine is going to be like 45 minutes. Each episode is like an hour, a bit over an hour. This episode nine is going to be like 45 minutes, so it's like 15 minutes less than the usual. Just trying to tie up things. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how to. I don't know how to process that because I haven't seen episode eight yet. Yeah. No, but you know, well, we'll we'll see. Anyways, hmm. I, I I want more. They did an amazing job, and I heard they are gonna start shooting for season two soon. I'm not sure. I yeah. hope they will, because that means next year we will get up season two. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, despite my little nitpicks, it was a fun episode. It was good to see that, and I I liked it. Uh, not as strong as some of the other episodes in my mind, but still, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, really, it, it it's a it's a good episode. Not not the strongest. I I would give it like six and a half to a seven. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah, but no, episode eight. I'm I'm gonna hype you up. Like I've. I don't like hyping people up because it's like, oh my god, okay, get high, high, high hopes, high hopes, and then it's like, oh, yeah. he over disappointed me. me. Oh. So I, I don't like doing that to people, but in my point of view, it's it's a ten out of ten. It's a great, great fucking episode. Mm. Well, yeah. stoked! I look forward to doing a, a little spoilers, obviously, about that in the near future. <laughs> in the near future. Anyways, until then, I do believe we got to the end of the episode for today. I got nothing else to add. <laughs> I am Joel, and with us, Moses Moon. That's me. We talked about The Last of Us, Season 1, Episode 7. Give us five stars on uh, Spotify and everywhere else. I'll put the link for Give the Hebrew Podcast. Give us all your money. For the, all the links in the bio for Hebrew Podcast, radio, Instagram, uh, show for uh, Moses we are spoilers obviously and until then bye peace out